and clap sync. Three, two, one. Oof, loud. So, oh. I've got an update from Mama Steam. Okay. In regards to our podcast. So, okay. do you guys recall... She's, she's like, I don't like it. It's bad. I finally got there. <laughs> I finally decided after all these years. I mean, truth be told, I was really surprised when I received this text from her because I just kind of, like, thought that she only listened to the episodes that she was, like, genuinely curious, like, with games that she's already played. But she was listening to our Sherlock chapter uh, chapter one uh, episode. Yeah. And if you guys recall, at the beginning of that episode, we had talked about how we should do a block where you play childhood games while high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then so, we, we called her out like a number of times for this. I recall this. I called her out like so, a bad way, but just sort of was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. it, was just, it was just saying, you know, hi, Mama Steam, what's up? But anyway, uh, so then Mama Steam texts me. She's like, uh, by the way, just got caught up listening to your TOT podcast on Sherlock. <laughs> and then she said, my childhood video game was called Pitfall, a platformer of all things. I know you know Pitfall. how bad I am at those now, though back then they were easier because there are fewer mu moving parts. So knowing how bad I am at them now, imagine how be bad I'd be after an edible. <laughs> and I just said, hey, you know, Mama Steam, who knows? Maybe an edible is what you need to unlock your gaming prowess. Like, she Agreed. could be a platforming goddess. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> after an <clears throat> edible. <laughs> it's just mindset, man. Like, you know, if you can figure out how to focus... Um, and I can't focus now because apparently the person above me is just like, like spraying water like out their fucking faucet. I don't know if you guys can hear that. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, like it's just about focus. Like if you can find yourself like totally dialed in, yeah, that would work. That'd probably work. She'd probably be really good. Yeah. I, I Listen, you don't knock it till you try it. Right in. Okay. <laughs> or don't. Sorry. I don't know your life at all. Um, but like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I <clears throat> honestly though imagine that experience right to play a childhood game dialed in platformer i just it just sounds sounds delightful mm -hmm. <laughs> just being way too intense as mm -hmm. the weeds taking over just being like oh my god these moral choices that this video game <laughs> meanwhile the choice is like two plus two is four <laughs> six <laughs> or eight <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I guess mean, it's like two of those are definitely immoral. Right, exactly. I was thinking, what are, what are the choices in Pitfall? It's like, do I jump over this? Yes. What about, did anyone play, oh, okay, okay, okay. You're talking about platformers from when we were younger. What about um, Prince of Persia? Like the 2D ones? Anyone Ooh, play that yeah. shit? Yeah. I played a lot of that. Mm -hmm. That shit's pretty cool. The crazy hard one with the rotoscoped graphics? Yeah. Yeah. At least it was crazy hard when I was. And like, the weird DRM six. where like you have to drink a potion with the right character above it and if you drink the wrong ones you die oh that's what that was i don't think we even had the i DRM always card, died so it was like yeah 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 <laughs> <clears throat> that's cool i don't know man i just like yeah because i remember platformers dude so like platformers were like some old school ass video game shit and it's so funny because looking back at them i just like we started here this shit was so hard <laughs> <laughs> that's just like i just keep thinking that like because i was i was talking to like elena's dad the other day and by the other day i mean anywhere between like five years ago like this happened but doesn't matter um but he was like yeah like could you you play a lot of video games could you get me past this one platforming section in this one game and i was just like okay like the part of me is like hell yeah of course and the part of me is like a platformer i don't know <laughs> like maybe i can't and so i was like i'll try and oh it was brutally hard um 
The other thing, though, is that what I did notice, and I don't know if this would be an impact or, like, a factor at all, um, but I noticed that on his computer it was, like, very laggy because it was, like, yeah, like a very old computer. And so I was sitting there going, like, when I was a kid, I wonder if it was laggy for me too or if it was more responsive at the time or because it's, like, a lot of things have changed since we were younger. I wonder if some of these early platforming games are actually easier now because we've gotten better. Like, I do, I do wonder, I right? I think 100% or maybe, maybe not 100, but 90% is the input lag, I think. Mm -hmm. I only say this because um, my sister and I do this thing now where whenever we, like, go out on a night of drinking and then we get home responsibly, of course, mm -hmm. um, we always break out the PS2 to play some of our childhood games. And we have this one game called Stuntman Ignition. Mm -hmm. And we were awesome at that game as children. Like we were five starring everything, like stringing all these things. Like you play the stuntman who's like on a movie set and you just have to do all these things. We cannot for the life of us get past like the introductory stages of that game anymore without just utterly failing out. And like mm -hmm. when we do get it, it's like a two star, three star. And we'll like be at this for like hours into the wee morning. And we're just like, fuck, how did we as kids like, how were we able to do this? This is so hard. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think it's that it's an input lag. Like there's just some like latency with the button presses that I think we're just too attuned to like having immediate responses these days mm, yeah it could also be being that. drunk makes it harder to play games you know that might have <laughs> yeah but see see this is where it gets interesting though because like <clears throat> yes and no it just highlights a different set of skills and mm. definitely detracts from others but for example and this sounds really fucked up obviously we've talked about not drinking and driving that's irresponsible but we were playing halo the other day when Zoe was drunk and she was a fucking murderous driver one of the best i've seen <laughs> and you just look at that and you're like weird never to test in real life but in a video game that's fun yeah, yeah. i mean video games the only people i can kill are my teammates <laughs> via running them over or what like yeah via running them over i guess <laughs> yeah i guess if i'm driving in halo drunk i don't care who's in front of me but they're gonna get <laughs> splatted <laughs> yep yep it's like people rarely communicate in that game i feel like because like no one's figured out how to chat basically and like sometimes people will like chat with text and stuff although like half the games have someone who d literally doesn't know that their mic is just always on i don't know how that happens <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like and they're usually just talking so much trash it's hilarious um but like oh my i will God, say, I fucking love the one guy that was like yeah. talking about his job to his buddy like yeah. on an open mic and we were just all listening to him just being like yeah man like with capitalism and everything like fucking capitalism man and this is what it's like but i got this job and it's great and it pays really well and we're just like wow this is yeah. a little window into his life right now <laughs> i know and he was just giving us all of it and then i remember that like culminated in we were like in front of a warthog and i think i got in the passenger seat or something like that or or maybe like i could tell you know you kind of like it's a lot of silent communication in these video games and if you pick up on it, it's like it feels like they're a, they're a duo. It's like this guy and another guy probably want to be driver and turret, probably. But I just want to be like, you know, I'm down to just be passenger or whatever, like near them. Like, that's fine. I just want to work together. It's teamwork, you know? And so I get in the passenger seat and then he says in the open mic, like, no, you drive. And for some fucking reason, even though I know this guy has been talking to his friend the entire game, I read that signal as I should go drive. 
So I get in, the, I get in the driver's seat, and then his and then his friend tries to get in the driver's seat, and then we like sort of clash for a second and get rocket launchered. All three of us <laughs> die while we're trying to figure out who's sitting in what seat. It was the dumbest thing. And I just said it on the mic, and I was like pretty sure it got to him because I think he responded. But something along the lines of like, I don't know why I thought you were talking to me. That's on me, my bad. He was like, that's hilarious, because um, it was hilarious. But yeah, oh god, it was. You know, listen, that stuff's fun. I actually miss. I think like. You know, you, we think like about, especially when it comes to input lag, like things really do progress over time, like in terms of technology, but not everything does improve. And there's like, I think being older now, older in quotes, but older than I was for sure, and saw relative really, um, I've learned that some things don't get better. Like, for example, this Halo experience that we have is awesome and Halo is really good. And this game is really, really good. There's no doubt about that. But... One of the things that's really interesting is that back in the 360 era, when Halo 3 was out, which is kind of, I would say, the closest equivalent to this, uh, it was more normal for every single person in the lobby to have a microphone and use it because they came with the 360. And so there's actually more microphone adoption that that era than there is now. And so it was not uncommon to have a full set of whatever it was at the time. I don't know if it was like 6v6, 8v8 or whatever, where everyone is talking to each other and communicating and working together and having fun. And this was just not uncommon. This was the, the, I would say, the standard back then. And that doesn't really exist today. And so even though technology has gone so much forward, and God, every motherfucker out there is a goddamn streamer, and so they all have microphones, they just don't talk anymore? I don't know. So They're all on their own personal discords. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and yeah, muted. Well That's what it's turned into. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said some choice words to motherfuckers that are obviously on their discord that are not calming <laughs> to people and letting them die. I said some choice words. Like, are you going to get out your fucking Discord and work with your team or what? And then they're like, holy shit, it's a fucking impasse. And then I'm like, listen, listen, I want to help you. You want to help me. We all want to win. Stop calming to your friends only and letting me get shot in the back. Like, shot in the back. Please stop. And they're like, and then all of a sudden, they don't respond to that. 2B. Like, just like, just like, going out of nowhere. Like, like, get the fuck out of your Discord. Come on, we're all working together. Like, I know it's hard. People can be scary. Feel free to mute me after I'm toxic, but don't just like leave me to die. Like, I'm running into a site rotating. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's miraculous, but we start to win those games after they start to speak. And they can feel it, and I can feel it, and everyone can feel it. And like, whether or not we win the game depends on how long it's taken for everyone to speak. But the feeling of teamwork happens. And everyone just loves it. And it's like, guys, yeah. Like, I, I just feel like I have to teach people every time that, like, teamwork is actually hella fun. And it's just a sad place to be. Like, where people are like, yo, teamwork isn't fun. And you're like, what? Have you never worked on a team? It's so fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Use the mic button. Anyways, so that's our rant that's totally relevant to Everspace. Um, that's right. Which is the game <laughs> we played this week. That's absolutely James, correct. Take us away with Everspace? Sure, yeah. So, um, Everspace is, um, it was part of my block. Um, it is a spaceship exploration roguelike game, um, where you fly around, dogfight, um, explore these little these zones they're pretty big actually um <clears throat> scrounge up resources move on it gets harder and harder um and then you die or presumably win but i didn't get there um if you win you also die oh hmm. 
that's good to know. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some spoilers for everything. Oh, the, the normal difficulty is titled The Way You're Meant to Die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And, um... And, yeah, that's the game. Um... James, you, is it fair? Yeah. Is it fair to say that this is potentially like a live action? That might not be the right term. I guess like a real time action version of FTL. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. This game okay. feels like the the team making this game got together and said, "We love FTL, but also we love like like flying the the ship." in first person or third person or whatever ourself. Um, so let's make a game where we do that. Um, it feels very, very similar in a lot of ways. Um, uh, you, you kind of jump between places in the same way. You have to collect fuel. You have to collect missiles. Um, you can use your normal, guns without ammo or you can use your missiles that you only have a f- small number of um and uh and then when you stay in a sector for too long the bad guys show up in right. exactly the same way that it, that <laughs> it happens in FTL um yeah yeah so and, it, and it even, really like, the does weapon feel slots similar. are kind of similar like it's mm-hmm. not exactly the same because they don't have like the same like energy management at least to the same well degree they the do is it in the exact same way as it's not in the exact same way but okay. like the energy that you use to like boost your ship or fire your guns or boost oh, your I shields or do anything um you can upgrade the quantity of that that you have um and like then the certain stamina, things you mean? Yeah, yeah. That's like a terrible term for it in this context, but <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. But it's like totally stamina. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, they even have like shields and then they have like essentially mm-hmm. hull damage and like they just they just mm-hmm. have a lot of concepts from FTL and even like the map where you're jumping around, right? Like yeah. between vectors, like zones or whatever, like it looks, I mean, so much like you were saying that, Raphael, it's... right? Like when you saw the map, you're like, oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. We all liked mm-hmm. FTL. So yeah, I absolutely. FTL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean they even have like the the like energy storms that jam your comms and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so definitely very much an homage to FTL. Um in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um also and James, you played this in VR, didn't you? I played it in VR. I sure did, uh for about ten oh, shit, minutes. You got that to work? Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I, I figured out how to launch the game. Um, and then the bottom half of my screen turned purple. And I tried Beautiful. to solve that and it did not work. And then I realized that I had five frames per second and that was atrocious. And, um, and then I quit. Uh, which kind of was very disappointing. I was using my Oculus Quest, um, which I used the charger cable, which is a USB-C to USB-C cable, to connect to my computer. Um, I see. 
and it turns out that um, that cable does not work for data transfer. They send you a shitty tra uh, cable for charging, and you have to buy an $80 cable in order to use it with your computer. Um, hmm. So I Googled it and um, discovered that you can buy one for like less than $30, uh, and it does the same thing. So I, I one's in the mail. Um, gotcha. That's a process. <clears throat> yeah. Update next week, bro. Update next week. I will play a game in VR from my computer. <laughs> it may or may not be Everspace. We'll see. So what were you, tr you were attempting to, so hold on. So if I understand what you're trying to do, you have the quest question mark, and that's the one that is like standalone from your computer. So it doesn't, require a computer however Correct. you were trying to utilize your computer so it can like it can piggyback off the the graphics card or whatever in your computer and run things better or what, what were you trying to do i don't know exactly what's going on um in terms of like sharing the load i i think that that is part of it that it uses your computer as um extra power um but also it just lets you play your steam games um, oh. that have VR cool. capability through the Quest. Um, I assume it's actually running on the computer and using the Quest as a display and input. I would assume that as well. <clears throat> um, and that's why you need the high, uh, high data transfer cable, uh, high-speed cable to work. Hmm. Um, yeah. It was very disappointing that that cable did not work. Um, but now I'm all set up for it maybe working in the future. So I guess that's good. Um, so then I played it on the computer, like normal way. Um, and, uh, at this point we come to Zoe. Zoe, you played this game for like 10 minutes too, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I actually ended up playing five hours. Oh, um, wow. But the first two hours, I was overcome with probably this insane amount of nausea that I've just never felt playing a game before. Mm -hmm. um, I don't... I, I, I think it partially had to do with the first-person view. Mm. And I didn't realize that you could switch the camera to third-person. Like, I thought that was an option in the menus to go from first to third-person. Um, so it's like I was playing in first person for the longest time. That was the first option that I chose going into the game because it does give you that prompt. And then it does say, you can change this later in the game. And then I'm in the menus and I'm looking and I'm like, I don't see the option to go into third person. Spoilers. It's like actually a hotkey that you have to press to get into mm -hmm. third person. Um, so I, I played the first two hours in first person and I just had a god awful time. Um mainly just because the movement just made me like I don't normally get motion sickness in games ever like I played Mirror Edge on this computer and I feel like Mirror's Edge is one of those games that could potentially have that motion sickness vibe to it there's another game that we had played recently McCoy where you said mm -hmm. you were feeling some motion sickness Esther. no 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 it wasn't Jester it was um Ethan Carter maybe Unfinished Swan was it Ethan Carter oh Unfinished Swan also actually both of those yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like those games I was absolutely fine with. And there's a lot of a lot of like, you know, like high FPS games that I have played 
um, that require a lot of movement that I've been okay with. But for whatever reason with this game, probably just all the barrel rolling and all of the... When you get into dogfights in this game, there's a lot of needing to, like, flip around and, like, you know, target things behind you and, you know, zooming, like, multiple directions. And that movement itself just made me very sick. Um, and then I think Raphael mentioned what it might be, because you, you did say that it might be because of the, like the dead zone yeah so that like, the game has i think like some motion motion sickness comes from just like the mismatch between what you're expecting to happen and what actually happens and so like that's why like some people get more motion sick seeing other people play a game than when they're playing it themselves because like when you're playing it yourself you know what camera movements are about to happen because you are currently moving your hand to make it happen right mm -hmm. and in right. this game right. like it's got this like partial dead zone in the middle effect where it's like the further your cursor away is if the further away your cursor is from the center the more your ship will turn and you can just kind of leave it there and it will like keep turning but it means that there's kind of this variable sensitivity effect going on with turning hmm. which that you might not expect right. yeah especially if you're like you're really used to playing like first person shooters where like mouse movement exactly corresponds to the amount that you've turned hmm. right it's, it's a lot like, and I mean, if you out there have played other games, like Raphael likened it to like Sova's drone and Valorant, like it has that same sort of latency effect. So that's like the only comparison point that we have going on. Yeah. Um, of course, also though, like, so like you're just doing fucking crazy moves. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, like up right. and down, there there is an up and down and the game does like sort of, it doesn't quite let you just like break the up and down as, as some other games really do. So it's like trying to be tame with the flight controls but still like you can do crazy shit <laughs> like um wait there up is and an up and down well it's yeah, like it's um space and oh control. <clears throat> no, no, yeah no. but what, like what? there's no like there's no cardinal directions to yeah. reorient yourself by i don't know how to describe this in three-dimensional terms but it's like they keep you on like one plane like you can't like barrel roll exactly and then totally just turn upside down exactly Do you know uh what I mean? no i totally could did you turn I, on I automatic roll automatic roll no i didn't turn i, I, I saw mean, I that just... was an option uh but like i don't know i got turned around a lot yeah all, all sorts of ways it's interesting. I yeah. was like trying to do barrel rolls basically like which would be like i guess I mean, there's also the dedicated roll keys q and e yeah interesting i i did not have success at like breaking free from that axis um neither on controller or on computer but maybe i didn't try q e because i like first tried this on controller and they have a different layout and different like even style of approaching movement on controller than they do on mouse and keyboard like that like yeah honestly variable sensitivity can't okay. even imagine how this would work on a controller just like the number of keys that there are yeah yeah so it's like it's like the controller is like weird control wise like because it's like it's easier in the context of like you can like if you're zoe and you're like trying to figure out how to fucking change your your first person on a controller it's kind of easy because it's like there aren't really that many buttons so you just like you just hit everyone one time just to see just to see <laughs> and you're like oh shit that does that that's kind of cool whereas like i don't find myself hitting every button on the keyboard wait just to see maybe i should there um, are a few buttons on a controller and they dedicated one of them to switching the view yeah that's, that's crazy. Why. 
It's like a pretty primary one, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, by the time I actually figured out which key was mapped to changing the camera, A, it was like all the way down the list of like hotkeys, like out of the inputs, like 50 inputs that you could do, it was like number 48 on the list of like, oh, V, okay, I see. <laughs> um, but actually, I figured that out. Well, because I also did the one thing where it's like, I'm sitting there suspended in the space and I'm literally going Q-W-E-R-T-Y-U-I-O-P. <laughs> and then finally the view changed and I was like, fuck, which key was that? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Somewhere on the bottom <clears throat> row here, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's intense. Like, so at least on the controller, like, and it's a little bit so so up if you think of it on the left stick i think you could change this stuff I, i'm pretty sure um although i, I Im almost immediately abandoned the controller um just because it was like really hard to dogfight people with a controller personally there's just it just seemed really hard to like chase them and like aim precise enough to like mm -hmm. be hitting them or like even though there is like a bit of like auto lock and stuff it's like i just needed like a bit more precision there but it's like up on the controller and what I'm saying up is like, if you imagine like the left stick is in its neutral position and you push it forward like away from you like that takes your plane and like you or ship and you go like, physically like upwards towards the ceiling if you imagine it like a ceiling above you and so then like because because they have a thruster going forward which is one of the triggers so forward in the more traditional sense which in every other game would be like forward on the left stick like isn't and that was impossible for me <laughs> to handle uh, wow. like i just yeah. I, I just i'm just too simple a person like i just was like constantly rocketing forward and going up at the same time and i kept being like why can i not do any of the finesse flying that i'm trying to do i'm smashing into all the ceilings um of like just rocks or whatever else um and yeah it was because of that i mean the, the the finesse on the the thruster was really nice and it always is for a controller to be able to like go light on it or like fast um but but just it was hard it was hard let's put it that way and, and out of curiosity yeah. um you played outer wilds on the controller mm -hmm. right was, yep. so was left stick forward going forward then in that sense i think left stick well, that's a good question what is left stick i have no idea i think left stick might be well because they definitely have like up and down on the triggers that's a good question i don't know yeah, so I, it's I can't... interesting because, like, on the keyboard, it's actually the reverse of this as well, just within Everspace. Like, the, the WASD, the W and S are forward and back, and then the A and D are sideways, and then up and down and space is, like, and control or something. space and control. And right so, like, totally. one of the things I really struggled with was I wanted to do what you would be able to do really easily on the controller, I guess, which is just, like, spin that left stick around and do a little circle without mm -hmm. moving forward or back. Uh, but that was just really hard to do with the keyboard layout. So I ended up going for a spiral maneuver, which is a WQ shift space. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's sick. That's sick. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Also, you don't really dogfight in Outer Wilds in the same way. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. For one thing, Outer Wilds has zero combat. Um, but, but also, that was another thing that I think I really struggled with in Everspace was just that combat section. Like, I guys, I'm pathetic at this game. I'll just say that, like, right out front. I died in, like, the second, like, not even the second zone, the second area 
that you do. Like my very first run, I died in the second area just because I could not figure out how to actually shoot. Um, because with that dead zone, at least on a mouse and keyboard, like I didn't realize that you're like, I kept on thinking that aim was mapped to the position of the nose of your plane too much. So I was like constantly trying to like get the nose of my plane to like aim at a target. Um, when really you can just literally move your cursor anywhere around the screen, like maybe say for like the very like edges of the screen where your plane will actually turn. Um, but you can literally aim like, aim like anywhere in that like general middle area and your guns will shoot there. And for whatever reason, that concept alone like took a, a long time to click with me that like that's literally all I had to do. Like my plane had to generally face the direction of my opponent. But then I could literally just put my cursor anywhere and just like trace mm. or track with the cursor mm. um, and just hit them and kill them. Um, I guess. Or disable them. Another complication here. I don't know if this was a complication for you, but like um, it's a common space combat thing uh, where instead of you firing directly at your opponents, it has a little like secondary reticle, which is like them plus their velocity in the time that it would take your projectiles to travel to them. So you're actually like aiming ahead of them and it's saying like, you actually want to be aiming here. That's uh, cool. I don't know. Was, was that part of it or was it just the like weird dead zone aiming? <laughs> to, to be, to be honest, I only, well, it took me a while to also realize that my crosshair would turn orange and so that's honestly all i focused on was just like putting mm -hmm. my like putting my crosshair in the general area of them and if it turned yellow i was clicking and shooting um so i don't even remember like i do think there was like a little bit of that like preemptive tracing you know like trying to shoot for where they will be by the time the projectile gets to them i think it also just depends on the gun as well yeah um, like there's definitely a lot of like the, like the Gatling gun, I think is definitely more like, um, it's definitely more close up and definitely more like where your cursor's aiming, that's where it's going to hit them because you're just that much closer to them. But yeah. then I think there were like definitely some other weapons like the, like, I think there were, well, it's not even just the secondary, uh, weapons like the missiles, like the missiles kind of have a homing uh mm -hmm. element to them but i think there was some other guns like i i think i definitely had some that had like definitely more of like a projectile shooting and a lower rate of fire and those ones i had to definitely like predict a little bit more or had to think more about where they were going to be by the time i reached them for sure cool. so i think it's, it's trying to be set up so that you don't have to be calculating that it actually has a separate circle for where you should be shooting so it'll have mm -hmm. like the big circle around them and then it'll have a little like bright circle which will be ahead of them showing you where you need to I always to aim. thought that was a fucking drone that was near. What? Oh, see, this is no. what I mean. Like it takes yeah. a while for me like mm -hmm. this kind of stuff to click, I guess, well, in my head. I think like all but... of this together, it really does show one of the things that I was going to criticize about the game, which is that it doesn't really explain how to play. Um, yeah. I think I had an easy time here because like I've played other space yeah. combat games like I've played some of the like X series uh, okay. which has a very similar combat system uh, so a lot of it was really obvious to me but 
I was like explaining to James, like, oh, if you just like do a spiral, then they can basically never hit you. Mm-hmm. Which is I, partly true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've They're... definitely died in a spiral many times after you explained that. Um, like, please don't hit me. Please don't hit. Oh God, I died. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I want to say like. Well, like Battlefront 2 or something back in the day like you could do like space combat and then I, I want to say it was like a dedicated like spiral button I can't remember which space flying game there was but there was like a dedicated oh it might have been Warhawk for the PlayStation 3 that's a really weird pull but yeah like they're like so obviously doing the spiral yourself this is like a classic move <laughs> but like doing it yourself is is hard and I would say confusing but also like badass like probably um but i know some games just let you like you press a button and you kind of like just do that and you're supposed to like just do that when the missile gets near you they definitely had that in battlefront was it battlefront cool yeah they did they had that in battlefront battlefront 2 was red yeah Yeah. it's i think i think like really like so we're, we're getting into the particulars in this nothing wrong with that but i would definitely say like if you're on the outside and you're wondering about this game it really i think james probably said it perfect at least from my vantage point which is that the developers came here to make the game for people who love space combat and who love FTL. And if you don't love either of those things, then I think you might not like it. <laughs> yeah, but if you I do love those things, I think that's fair true. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like for me, for example, the space combat was not, it's not my style. It was like potentially the like, least fun i've ever had in a game club game in a long time i don't know how to describe it it was just like for me it was awful like just like Ew. trying to fly that thing around and chase these like small little probes and stuff was just so frustrating i was like wow like i was literally sitting there, i forgot what i i was like I, I was literally sitting there and i was like there the things that i would rather do than this space combat for me personally not for anyone else and i'm not saying the game is like bad or as a result but it was just like i would rather do chores around my house <laughs> than chase these drones <laughs> around um but that's just because that's just not a fit for me. And it's cool to hear that, like, other people having played other games in a similar style, like, can appreciate that. Would you say this is, like, a good space combat game? Like, would you say the combat is yeah. competent from, like, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they, they did a pretty good implementation of it. Um, ways where it struggles are probably more in just, like, the balancing of the fights uh it can be a bit frustrating sometimes when you just get like randomly swarmed by a bunch of opponents that you had no way to see coming yeah or like when Mm -hmm. i started a run um and there were two squads of of dudes just like within distance of me to attack me and i was like not ready for that and I survived that, but like with 10% health, <clears throat> which is hard to recover from. So, yeah. I, yeah. I was just going to say that, like, the, yeah, the, the tutorial of the game, I mean, there is like a tutorial, but just like sort of the early experience of the game is, it's a lot. Like, at yeah. some point, you know, you can feel like I was like fighting some people and I was like, should I be fighting these people? And I could feel like, oh, a more experienced player would know whether or not I'm geared enough to fight these people, but I'm just getting massacred. Just, like, <laughs> shredded. And it's like, okay, 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 okay. Like, I died a bunch, like, in the first, I mean, dude, 
So I made it to the second level. That's awesome, man. I swear, did I even do that? Like, maybe. The second. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, the second area. Like, the, like the second this, map. The, the second <laughs> jump. The first point jump. Or like, yeah. one yeah. jump. The second jump. Yeah. Yeah. I did one jump. I mean, I definitely, like, died. yeah. I di- I, but I definitely died in, like, the first area. And not the first time, but later times. And I died in the second. Yeah, the jump area that you're talking about. I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just like, wow, this is fucking brutal. Like, this is hard as hell, at least for me. Uh, so... Well, yeah, there's definitely, like, a lot of, I, and it kind of just goes back into, like, the, there's a lot of, like, self-learning you have to do, but to me, it just led to a lot of frustration, I think, just mm. because it's, like, you never truly know what's about to happen until you attempt it, and this is what a lot of rogue roguelikes and roguelites are like, um, where sometimes you just need to see if X item is good, so, like, eh, We'll equip it this time. And if you die, then that's how it is. But I definitely found myself, like, I guess getting more just frustrated with the actual learning that this game had to do, if that makes sense. Um, Like, I don't know. The first thing I ever did... Or not the first thing, but, like, when I was a- actually able to kill, like, red enemies, I then, like, aggressed on a yellow one because, I don't know, it was yellow on my screen. Oh, How no. was I supposed to know? And then I jumped, and then literally just the whole galaxy yeah, was yeah, just exactly. against me. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just immediately evaporate. Yeah. Um, and sure, like, because it's a roguelike, uh, it, it has more, I guess, permanent bonuses that you earn the more trips that you take. Yeah. Um, it's a lot like, I guess, Hades in that respect, where it's like you're just going to go into every run stronger than you were before in, in one way or another. Um, sometimes these bonuses could just be something as simple as like knowing what area you're about to jump into on the map or it's something as big as like you know damage output or like shield regeneration or stamina um and and later there are some pretty crazy modifiers that you can equip as well uh there is one that's like uh your weapons don't use energy anymore and do 25 percent more damage but you don't have a shield okay oh yeah is yeah. that like a specific uh, model ship? No, that you have? that's or one of the that? enhancements. Oh. I think is what they call them. Okay, I don't think I actually ended up playing or like getting far enough to actually get enhancements. I only got the perks, which you know, yeah. as soon as I saw the word perks on screen, all I could mm-hmm. think of was James's outer wa- uh, outer world worlds experience. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> and perks yep. Yep. <laughs> it's interesting you think that it might be ships though because in ftl they have a, a ship sort of like ships are kind of like do that also well like, i mean like... they also do have ships yeah no i know yeah, they have ships. the ships in this one definitely do that as well for sure mm-hmm. um i only know that because i like I, I unlocked a ship and it was just like you have a lesser shield and also like you're it was it was something similar like you have a lesser shield but like the damn or the weapon output was a little bit better but i just immediately went back to the default one because i'm like well i think it's it can use teleporters and cloaks uh but its shield is the lower capacity one that recharges faster Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like like i said there's like just a lot of there's a lot of like little tiny details that i think like for people that have played a lot of 
uh, I guess, space combat games, like, it might, like, come more easily to. Um, I don't know. I just really just struggled with actually making sense of, like, how to actually navigate about the game um, and actually become successful. And I do say, like, you know, at hour five, I was able to get on a run where I spent 50 minutes out there. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. that was successful. I think I got to like sector five, that run. I, um, I think it does just have a pretty steep learning curve. Um, it, definitely yeah. early on, I struggled a bit as well. I mean, I think I died in some of the first few areas too. Um, but like, and then I also like struggled with the crafting system at first. Uh, I don't think it has great UI for it, uh, but you kind of learn it over time. And by the end, I was like, oh, the crafting is actually super strong. Like mm -hmm. one of the things that, that was really a revelation towards the end to me was like the damage boosters are practically free at some point. You just have so many resources that and they don't cost that much. So you, you, you can just use a damage booster in every encounter and get like plus 40 or plus 80 percent damage. Hmm. Is that the thing that's bound to R? Uh, no, that would be C by default. Oh, okay. The consumable. Oh. Because, like, I, I had a thing. The weapon overdrive. Yeah, weapon overdrive. I would always hit that when I was trying to lock onto somebody because apparently I'm bad <laughs> at clicking buttons. Yeah, that's and, why uh, I switched those yeah. two keys. Oh, my immediately. God. Yeah. It was so frustrating. I'd be like, all right, I'm locking on. Oh, my screen is red. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't have controller. much energy anymore. Fuck. I would just, like, um, and your screen just gets red. You're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what's even happening? And then you're like, okay. And you're like, you press it again. Like, does it turn off? No. Okay. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm just here now. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was. Uh, a little bit of a frustration um for me just um i also i i made it past the first jump gate a number of times and never farther than that i i didn't get that far in the game um i i didn't really feel a lot of like the game pulling me forwards. I don't know if you guys felt that way as well. Um, but like personally, I kind of need that for this kind of game. Um, what do you mean by pull, pull you forward? Like I, I didn't really see a, an exciting carrot on, on a stick. You didn't have, a, you didn't have success early. I mean, it's like, it's like these sorts of like modern game design tactics where if they like, we're like, wow, great job, James. Like, you fucking did it, man. After, like, the first jump, you'd be like, okay. And they're like, you just need to make one more jump to get this achievement. Like, the source, like the source shit. Yeah. Um, so, I think I had this early on of. as well. Uh, where it was like, it felt like I couldn't make much progress. Like, I, I wasn't getting much money from the runs. And the perks were, like, pretty small increments. Yeah. Um, and then I switched to hard mode. And I died a lot more and a lot faster, but it was like twice the unlocks of everything mm -hmm. and a bunch of money. And I got to get better at the combat because there was a lot more of it. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. So that's I think why that, I recommended it I think in that Discord switching, I think mm -hmm. that switching more quickly would have been helpful 
for me. But what's um, interesting is like you think about James's use case for that example. Like he has obviously the the real answer, which is a human being. Raphael has gone forward and and scouted ahead and has the answer. But from mm-hmm. his own use case, right? He's like, I'm getting fucking wrecked in this game. I should switch to hard. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, and that was why yeah. I didn't switch earlier than I did. Uh, and then once I did, I was like, oh, this was such a good decision. But, like, I don't know how I would have gotten to this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely how I felt as well. Um, so, like, how does... Because James, you you really liked Hades, right? Oh yeah, I love like another I love Hades. Of... Yeah. So like, are you saying like Hades had more of an incentive to like continually go out there and like try and fight your dad? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like that that replayability was a little bit more enticing to get all the way there than say like yeah this game. Where yes. It's, like. And that might just be like I don't know, better writing, better story. I don't, I don't really know. I think like I, the I'd, pacing of the progression. Yeah, pacing. Um, pacing that, of the progression and say. of the story. I mean, um, yeah. And I mean, just like, frankly, better writing, like more interesting mm-hmm. writing helps. Um, more interesting characters for sure. I definitely, I definitely didn't find the characters of Everspace to be that interesting. All that compelling. Yeah. I mean. To be honest, I only played five hours, so all I met were, like, the one... See, I even forget his name, but, like, the one rival of your... Not rival, Seth but, he, like, he used to be your... Yeah, so Seth Nobu, and then and like I didn't even find that whose names guy. were question marks. <laughs> I didn't even find that guy. Um, right. So, like, that that's kind of what I mean by, like, a carrot. Of like mm-hmm. just like something to get me excited to keep going back. Um, like it was interesting. It was an interesting sandbox to play around in for a few hours. But like beyond that, I didn't. I wasn't excited to to keep playing, and that's that was disappointing. Um, sure. I wanted I wanted mm-hmm. more reason to keep going back. Yeah. I so, think it- I guess for contrast, I played. 23 hours of this wow uh and it's not because i really wanted to play 23 hours of this in one week uh like i would have played less of it if it were entirely up to up to me but like i got the sense that i was probably going to be the only one who got really far into this game and so i felt some obligation to cover it in more detail the only one Um, of us strong enough (laughs) to go forward the only one of us good enough, exactly. more gamer enough. And that's right. <laughs> if we were like destroying the Death Star or something, we're all in a rebel base. We're like, Rafa, we need you to shoot the torpedoes into that thing. Like, I mean, no one in, else, in, everyone else is just crashing into the face of the Death Star. In, in right. many ways, I was ideally suited for this game in that it's like space. I fucking love space. Like I have experience with space combat. I like roguelikes. Uh, yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that being said, like I think i really hear james and i i experienced that a lot early on and i think they had some really key problems with their pacing where unless you get like three or four sectors in you're not going to make a lot of progress yeah um and then once you do like progress kind of just explodes Mm -hmm. uh and i think hades did a lot better to sort of like plan out like yeah in your first runs you're you're not even going to get out of tartarus 
uh, and will balance the things that you're paying for with the stuff that you get from it to reflect that. Uh, whereas like in Everspace is like, I didn't see a blueprint in my first like five runs. And then I started playing hard mode. I got two blueprints from one ship mm-hmm. and ended that run with like 10 of them. But Jesus like Christ. even like, like that's kind of incredible. But like even just like finding a blueprint is not exciting to me. Well, so the way it worked for me is like when, cause you'd, you'd get like a gun and you're like, wait, this gun is really cool. I wish I could like craft it. And then you find the blueprint for it. And you're like, yes, now I can craft it and use it in every run. Right. Mm. And so now I'm going to be more comfortable and stronger in every run sort of thing. Yeah. So like I was telling you when, when you were watching me play, like I, I hadn't gotten the blueprint for the shock rifle yet. And I was like, I really want that blueprint because it's like the sniper gun. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, then I, then I got that blueprint and it was, it like allowed me to form on this like cohesive plan for a run that I could go into the next one looking forward to like okay i'm gonna get these resources i'm gonna craft these things i'm gonna do these upgrades and i'm gonna make it to the end of sector six mm-hmm. yeah yeah which is sick james did you ever play um dead cells yes a little bit um okay. <laughs> i played a little bit of dead cells on my phone which oh my was God, interesting what are you doing <laughs> Um, oh, I saw that it was here, on bro. my phone and, uh, you know, I bought it for like 10 bucks. I was like, I want to support these developers. And then also, um, I played like maybe 10 hours of it at some point. Um, cause it's on the game pass. So you played um, it on the computer though, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's really cool. But I, I like didn't put enough, I would say time into it to, really understand and get to know it yeah i don't mean Um, to like now we're just talking about dead space forever but it's just it's just a roguelike that has a lot of carrots and things you know yeah for sure and i think i think that game did a lot better at at making at at setting up carrots and and giving you reasons to do another run um yeah (laughs) yeah I mean, maybe maybe I just, like, wasn't focused on the writing, um, but, like, the characters that it presented didn't do it for me, so. No, the only good character was the AI. <laughs> right. And he wasn't even that good. He just had a few good jokes. Mm. Fair. Yeah, he was definitely very sassy. I think in one of my deaths, I got exploded by a landmine. He's like, you know those things flash before they go off. <laughs> and I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> just take me back. Mm-hmm. There, there was um, a good moment where like I was being swarmed by enemies, and he was like, would now be a good time to give you some advice? And your character was like, any time but now. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But but it is true, like like I said, like I, I I only I only made it out to sector five on the very last run that I did. I think everything prior to that I only made it out like to sector two. Um and it's true, like sectors one and two have very, very sparse story, if anything. Um and since you die a lot in those earlier rounds, like 
there were some runs that I did that were almost completely in silence. Yeah. Like even my AI companion and my like the person I was actually playing like would barely talk to the point where they'd make a comment about something and I'd be like, holy shit, there's characters in this game. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it, it's true. Like once you hit sector four in sector five, it's just suddenly like it's story beat, story beat, story beat, story beat. And so like, as I was playing like this last run of mine and then all the story is suddenly unraveling, I was just like, I, I did think it was definitely very mispaced that way. It was just like, whoa, wait, now suddenly I went from knowing zero characters to suddenly getting to know like three all of a sudden in one run. And it was also like all brought together in like very quick succession um after like a dry spell in the first two sectors too so it's like silence 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 house exposition 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 oh tension build up friendships relationship and i'm just like Betrayal. whoa what yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i feel like this game you you have to be the motivating factor like if you are motivated because yeah. you enjoy the game or you're interested in it or whatever and you want to learn and you want to take that mental space to like just soak it up and learn it you probably would would go and then maybe you'd like get to later parts of the story you'd be like oh wow there's like more here and like that would be like pleasant but i feel like yeah if you don't have that basis i feel like it's hard to get into a game like this yeah i think it was more than just the story i mean i think i talked about the unlocks but there's also just like a lot of weird system types and things in those systems that you won't encounter until later like there's black holes, there's systems where you start out close to a sun, there's like ones where there's like solar storms going on periodically and you have to hide behind asteroids. Uh, there's Apparently there's like gray goo that you can find. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't know what that is, it's like self-replicating nanobots. Hmm. Yeah. And also like almost all of the stuff that you find in a run is like very valuable for upgrading your like ship components but like it doesn't like turn into money so if you're not getting credits and instead you're getting like these valuable components um which is like i feel like most of what you get on normal mode in a given run um then uh like actually having the credits to upgrade your yourself for the next run like takes even longer um uh also one thing that i did that i definitely know i screwed up was trying to upgrade my pilot first because instead of the spaceship because i was like oh maybe i'll buy a different ship and then i will lose all of the value that i put into this ship but I never actually ended up doing that. So I just like spent a whole lot of credits on things that didn't tangibly upgrade my experience um, until very late in my time with the game. Um, but maybe that was more my fault. <laughs> 
I mean, this, these are our lessons. I mean, this, I feel like this game did not hold our hands very much, and some of us, like, drowned immediately. Yeah. Like me, like, I drowned immediately. Um, Like, I was like, hey, like, they're like, it's it was like teaching me to swim, and then I was like, cool, and I looked behind me, like, what now this metaphor is the bicycle example with the children and your parents, and I'm like, dad, you're behind me, right? And then they were like, fuck no, you're dead. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, It'd be like teaching you to swim, you make one lap in the pool, and then they're just like, sweet, take you out on a helicopter, drop you in the middle of the ocean. That's right. And they're just like, have fun. My my parents were essentially Get like to shore. I mean, exactly exactly my parents were essentially like the fucking fucked up teenager kids that that i was taking the ladder away from the swimming pool um in sims like that, that's sims. where my parents were <laughs> and i was like wait a minute you're behind me right but yeah yeah so like you know i don't know it's it's pretty cool though to hear that there's like so much cool stuff in here like dude the footage of this game looks so fucking cool and i think the space aesthetic is so fucking rad and like planets in the background are always cool like every once in a while i'll just be like i really want to play like one of those massive like RTSs or like Civ style games in space that have those like insane space battles with like, you know, giant ships versus giant ships and like, you know, and all these like dogfighters going around. It's like that's just the aesthetics just super cool. And so it, I just remember being like, wow, this game's gonna be so rad. And then like just being like, okay, so wait, I actually hate this and it's insanely repetitive if you're terrible. And so <laughs> it's like, fuck. But yeah, that's, I, mean, I think it's really cool. It's cool to hear that there's like a bunch of cool stuff that it has to show. I feel like it, it really is self-selecting for who actually wants it. You know what I mean? Like you have to go get it mm-hmm. and it's like, so you had to want it and yeah. And, and you have to invest a lo- I think you have to invest a lot of time into it. If you're not already like well accustomed to these games, you definitely have to invest a lot of time into it before it starts paying off yeah in my yeah. opinion yeah i think i was probably about six hours in when it started like the core gameplay loop started really working for me yeah right that's a that's long a time that's, you know yeah, yeah. Th- and this is somebody who plays a bunch of right, you know totally. s- space games and roguelike games and so then it's like take that out of the equation for like a <laughs> just you know a, a different sort of gamer and it's like yeah. then you kind of have to amplify that almost absolutely um, and it's not for everyone. And that's the thing is, like, it's not for everyone. But, like, if it is not for you, it is not for you. Because, <laughs> like, on six... Right. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, on the bright side, Everspace 2 actually apparently is not a roguelike. It's going to be more open world. And so it may make this actually work for you guys. Yeah, maybe. Is it like... It, so it's, like, more in the style of, like, what, No Man's Sky or something like that? Or... No, I think it's going to be more similar to the X games where it's, like... Um, okay. Oh, the X games like BMX, like like where they get no, the bikes no, 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 and they're no. in the half pipes. Like, I was thinking X, X3, X4. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, X3. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a similar game that we've played, and I can't think of one. So yeah, it I, like it like has a story, and you like go through the game. Yeah, it's probably a little I think bit it has open a story world, and you'll like yeah, you'll you'll keep your progression the entire time you'll be able to like go and do quests maybe you'll have like the dog fights still uh but like i don't know depending on how open they make it i don't know i haven't looked too deeply into it but like at least in the x games like you could kind of like go and be a trader or you could like be a pirate and raid other ships for things so it's going to be something in that so it's like the cyberpunk of space games is what you're saying Mm. i actually that's probably a bad (laughs) analogy i don't want to say that that's gonna like hurt so it's hella hella buggy huh so like you like find these like trash bags in space and if you touch them you just blow up and not only do you blow up the suns around you blow up also well at least they're labeling it early access so Mm, i see it works Mm -hmm. out 
That doesn't work. <laughs> I was going to say, like, a, another... I, I was going to say, I guess to give one credit to this game, and we kind of briefly touch on it, the set pieces in this Definitely. game are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. A, lot of the, a lot of the areas that you enter into, like, they, they did have me marveling. And, like, I think it is amplified by the 3D space in that, like, you are in an asteroid belt but you can actually go around the asteroids within that belt and then you can fly away from it and turn around and look and it looks like an asteroid. Like I, yeah. I do find that aspect of space to be really cool. It's a lot of like what I found very compelling about um, things in like outer wilds, for instance, with the space exploration where it's like you see something and then you actually get to maneuver around that space. Um, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of intrigue in the worlds. However, like, I didn't feel like the worlds really meshed well with like the story. Like I just kind of felt like I was going from like one pretty vignette to another vignette and the character wasn't really commenting too much on it. Hap like anything happening around me, like nothing matched like the Marvel I was feeling at the right moments, I guess. Um, which, you know, is unfortunate. But, like, that being said, like, the visuals are just absolutely stunning. I yeah. think there's one um, place that you jump to where the main character goes, like, whoa, this looks amazing. And the AI is just like, stay focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, space games are fucking, they are insanely beautiful. Like, if done well. Mm-hmm. Like, just the the backdrops and just, it's just the sense of scale and just, I mean, the universe is insanely beautiful. Like, it just it just really is. And there's a lot of games like this that have just insanely beautiful backdrops. It's it's yeah. kind of uncontrol like out of control. Like and even not the backdrops like the ice asteroids I want to call out. Like they look really cool the way they did like the subsurface scattering around the edges. Cool. Yeah. So they're like lighter on the edges and darker in the middle. Oh yeah. Like lighting stuff. Sorry you saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is cool. It just looks fucking cool. Yeah, man. And lighting in space games is always so fucking so dope and shit and like especially like there's just like sometimes there's like shit that doesn't even make sense but it's just badass like when like when there's like trails behind like the engines and you can like Mm -hmm. so you can see the path Mm -hmm. that the Mm -hmm. person just took when they're doing this like dog fighting techniques you're talking about it's insanely cool there was a the best feature ever uh one of these space rts's that i played i think it was empire at war or something it was like some star wars rts and there was like ground battles and there's also space battles and the the best thing was it like, okay, it's an RTS, right? And at this era, you know, like StarCraft has already existed, I'm pretty sure. And like, like at some point it's pretty competitive and there's Age of Empires. Those are like competitive like RTSs, but this game is mostly single player. Like, but you know, you do want to be clicking on things and building units and stuff. But they were just sort of like, look, this is not the hardest game in the world. And as a result of that, we're going to give you a button that if you just press it, we're going to take all the HUD away and we're just going to like cinemat like, like with cinematography just like fly around the battles and just show you and you just get no control and you're not making any units and it in no way benefits you winning the battle but it is fucking gorgeous like they're just Hell like yeah. like you're following a dogfighter like you're like on the thing as it's doing all sorts of stuff and like you're you know just watching crazy like hundreds of soldiers fight hundreds of soldiers it's just awesome so yeah the the spectacle of this stuff is amazing and for that matter i thought it ran really nicely which was cool um, I did have, an, and this is like, I have a very strange setup, so I can believe that it's something on me, but I don't know if you guys had to experience this, but I had to unlock it from 60 frames per second. Like it was like, yeah, 60, man, I'm here. And I was like, 
surely I can do better than 60, but some games are like actually locked there. So I was like, cool. I forget what I did. Some settings switched somewhere and instantly it's like, oh yeah, sorry, 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 400 FPS. And I was like, okay, thanks dude. <laughs> um, and then it was way smoother after that. And when it was in 60, it was like excruciating to play. I thought like it, it felt really, really rough. Like there was like the action so fast to like see it like that. So I don't know. I was actually like wondering if that was related to Zoe's sickness. So you just solved this sickness somehow by getting out of the first person. Well, okay. No. So, I mean, the third person helped for sure. But also, what also helped was playing a map and taking a 15 minute yeah, yeah, break. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I think a whole other bit of why like my last run took so long was because I was literally just like, pausing the game, getting up, grabbing some water, like walking around, like reorienting myself in the space almost. And then sitting back down being like, okay, we're ready to go back in, I guess. Um, That's brutal. Yeah, yeah, it's not the best way to play a video game. And I think that's just also like why like, you know, it's, it's not going to necessarily be a game that I'm going to go back to only because I can play games that don't make, you don't make me feel that way yeah well unfortunate you know i was playing a bit of dying light also and that was actually giving me some motion sickness too so i was like fuck damn it's just funny it was like it was really? yeah yeah they actually i have yet to play dying light too so i'll be interested if i get the same feeling mm -hmm. yeah especially since like i said mirror's edge didn't give me that that motion sickness and i feel like on the pc it know. didn't give it to you the motion sickness though yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. like because all of these games like well, not all of them, but one of the large factors to motion sickness, if a game was on console first, is the FOV being like more mm. prepared for you're sitting on a couch far away from your television rather than really close to a monitor. Like if they don't translate that to a more PC field of view, then it'll feel really weird when you move around and that'll like kind of fuck you up. So I definitely was running into a little bit of that with Dying Light. But, like, you can change the FOV, mm. but it's, it's in the advanced menu, which is actually ridiculous hard to get to. But even still, I was still just getting a bit sick at the beginning, kind of, like, regardless, even changing that. But they, they've they they've mentioned it by name. They've said that they're working on it, which is, like, one of those things of, like, how did this ha How does this happen? Where they're like, yeah, like, like, we all, like, what, there's, like, hundreds of people that played this game that didn't have motion sickness, and then I'm just sitting here, like, fucking dying. What's happening here? <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I think like, this is the sort of game that like, again, like it's, it's for a particular type of person. And if they enjoy that, then they enjoy that. And that's definitely fits with the roguelike portion of it where, you know, you're going to have to play it a bunch. You're going to die a bunch. So it's like, you have to really enjoy the core of it. And for, for me, even though I love a lot of roguelikes, like, I love a lot of really, really, like, some of the best roguelikes ever are some of the best games ever. They just happen to be. And it's not a mistake. But it's just that if I don't like a game and it's a roguelike, then to me it, like, has negative value, I would say. Hmm. Because it's, like, I would really rather not play it. <laughs> like, just because it's, like, it's partially the progression. It's partially just, like, the... I know these games have out-of-game progression, but just the way they progress. Like, give me a corridor story game you know give me an anything else mm -hmm. um yeah yeah absolutely so that i definitely got caught with that here on this game because okay because you know we're saying like six hours is like approximately where the gameplay loop started to grat be like gratifying and powerful and and awesome for Raphael, mm -hmm. right whom we've already talked about right so i was saying he's experienced so then probably you know add some some buffer on that 
for me, I sat down uh, to play this game for two hours initially just to see like approximately what it was and sort of set my expectations for the week playing it. I got about 30 minutes in and I had to put it down. I hated it so much. Like that's literally where I was at with this game. And again, I'm not blaming the game, but I was just like, this is so unbelievably unfun for me. Like, holy shit. Like I was like floored. Like I have literally not experienced such unfunness in a game in so long. And so I don't know. It's just not my taste, I guess. And so it was a struggle to play this more than that. It was a struggle. And then, so like I would come back, like I literally came back the next day. Um, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to play it for like an hour and see. And even then, I think I got like 20 more minutes in and I was like, okay, I, I, this is terrible for me, for my taste. So it's just, it's for the right person, um, for sure. And I'm definitely not that person. <laughs> so fair, man. Yeah. That sounds really rough. I was fine, but it's just, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I don't like, I actually don't even like, like learning that about myself and about the game is a valuable experience to me. Like, that's why I like the premise of, like, go try a game. Because I'm like, oh, cool. I'll see if I like it. The answer, though, unfortunately, was no. <laughs> but I learned that. So fair. Yeah. Right. And people are going to have, like, different falling off points, I think, with, like, any sort of game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And as we've discussed, this one did itself no favors in terms of, like, the pacing and not being able to hook people at the start. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like a lot of that is due to that steep learning curve, actually like figuring out how to actually like manage inventory and everything. Like I didn't figure out that you could swap out items while in space. Like you didn't have to hit the tab button to always like mm-hmm. drop stuff. Like you could literally just sail up to it and then press a different button. And then there'd be this comparison screen that comes up. Yep. And I don't know, it took me a very long time to even figure that out, but it made, like, the quality of the game so much better, like, once I figured that out. But I figured that out in hour five. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, like, I think a lot of it is also just, like, I, I think I get very, I think I get very, um, what's the word, just, like, uh, tunnel visioned in these sorts of games where it's like my main goal is just to shoot the red people <laughs> and then I shoot them and then I'm just like next sector let's go um and then you actually like sail around and you're like oh like actually this is how the rest of the game works I guess yeah, yeah I think another thing on that like it, it's also part of the learning curve effectively but like early on I didn't really know where to look for things and I just sort yeah. of like sailed around randomly and and eventually i figured out like okay there's like these sort of three different main things to look for and once i find those like i know where resources might be hidden so there's like big asteroids with hollow tunnels with stuff there's like ships and you have to distinguish that from like little tiny pieces of debris of ships Hmm. uh and then there's like really weird stuff like I don't know, black holes and things, which have resources. Yeah, and you oh, might be confused. yeah, you see, I went into one level with a black hole, and I immediately warped out, because I'm like, nothing good can come of this place. <laughs> so I left. Yeah, so there's there's dark matter around the black hole, and you have to sort of do, like, dives into its, like, gravity well to, to grab them. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. 
It's cool. just, you know, this is not a generalist game. This is a very much specialized yeah. game, and it just feels like that in all of its strengths are not all of its flaws and all of its strengths are together, but, like, a lot of them I feel like really are. Like, that sounds really cool. Like, I would consider watch someone, watching someone on YouTube do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, <laughs> that's how I feel, you know? Like, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely watching somebody who's good at this game. For sure, I could. I would be very. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, like, I would be, I would, I would be interested to watch one of those. But also, I would be interested, James. Once you get your cable in, do you think you're going to pick this game up and just try it in VR? Yeah, still? I think so. I think that'd be kind of cool to to see what this game is like in VR. Um, that, see if you get motion sickness, mm-hmm. right? Being suspended um, in, in VR. <laughs> I know that in VR, like, if you're in the cabin of a ship you're much less likely to get motion sick. Um, Really? Okay. Yeah, because your body reacts to it more like sitting in a car. And, like, yeah, people get motion sick in cars all the time. Um, But you're less likely than if you're uh, not in a cabin. Yeah, you don't have, like, anchor points around you. You can, like, see. Exactly. I mean, it sounds like, listen, all space games sound fucking badass in VR. Come on come on it's right. fucking badass like even so true. dude even even the troll ass ones like star trek bridge crew is badass in vr have you seen <laughs> that game <laughs> it's awesome i haven't so it's kind of yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna actually play that game with my uh dad and my brother at some point oh you got um, it bro you, is outer yeah. wilds in vr did we establish that i don't know i don't know because i feel like outer wilds in vr would actually be sick really cool yeah mm-hmm. essentially like most things in vr would be really cool and like yeah i think like for these space games there's kind of like two technologies that i look for that'd be really cool for them and one is oled tvs where you can like have true blacks like, i just think true blacks looking up the night sky is the way um mm-hmm. and the other is like probably just vr because why not why not i i don't know i think most games would be badass in vr like especially now like the more I've gotten like really hardcore at like certain multiplayer games, that's like those are my like hardcore ass games and I like return to them like all the time and I'm like I'm very uh like I guess like fluent in their language. It's like you know, people are always like, Well like well this game would be terrible in VR, like referring to one of those multiplayer games, but like no no one's no one's talking about that. No one's replacing Valorant in VR yet until it gets amazing. Um but like single player games where you're looking to be immersed, like VR's a really great way to do that for so many games so i don't know space would be great but like fallout would be great like skyrim probably be great so there's a lot yeah so someone has modded vr into the outer wilds wow Mm, okay i just feel like that space exploration would just be super cool yeah super cool the quantum stuff also might be interesting yeah, like looking at it and looking away, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that would be so cool. Yeah. The fish. Yeah. The fishies. Well, because like the best part Spoilers about that. for Outer Wilds. Okay, we gotta stop talking. Well, about the thing the game. about the fishies, right? Unrelated to anything, it's just that. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say for the spoiler warning <laughs> earlier, I was gonna say like we're gonna spoil this game if there is spoilers to be had, and really likely we're gonna spoil any game that comes to our mind. Like that's the real thing that's gonna happen. It's just some other <laughs> game so that's true, gonna get spoiled. Yeah. yeah. But, like, actually, one of the best parts of that is when you're in the nondescript area with the nondescript animals, um, and you look around. You look around in your ship. 
Right. Yeah. So that that's a VR moment that is just it's priceless. It's priceless. Like it's just that that is what that game wants to Sounds do. Sounds awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. James is like having a panic attack. I'm, I'm right out. Now. I'm out. Yeah. Um. Good. <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> no, because it's like it's like the the same reason that you would have a panic attack doing that is the same reason why it's a powerful moment. Yeah. True. Yeah. Some of us have to freak out along the way, apparently. Sorry, it's you, James. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't want to freak out, man. Let's just avoid that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do it. But someone's got to. James, you should play... um, (sighs) What? Scary games, man. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Scary Games, bro. They're here. People like them, you know? We keep mm-hmm. playing them on the podcast over and over again. They're always like, we, we, we ask you like a fucking weather correspondent, like, oh, James, how is it to be literally scared shitless as an adult? And you're like, it doesn't feel good, man. Back to you. Like, it's just like, <laughs> that is literally what we do here. You know, I kind of wish we did when yep. I say it like that, but. <laughs> I am shaking in my boots. Back to you, Tom. All right. It is true, though. Yeah. I feel like the moment that I hit a jump scare in a game, I'm immediately on Discord messaging James, being like, "How are you doing, mm-hmm. oh, buddy? Mm-hmm. You and okay?" And it's like, there? "Not good, man. Not good." <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, anything? Anything else people want to jump on? I I have very little to bring to this game because it was not a culture fit for me. I did not get past the interview on this game. Um, does anybody else have more things? No. Okay. As they say, let's rate this bad boy and get out of here. Um, okay, so I guess I'll go first because like you guys basically have heard it already. But yeah, this is not mm-hmm. my game, not my style. Um, that doesn't mean it's a bad game. And so if we're taking the rating perspective from my enjoyment of the game, then that's one thing. If you're taking my rating perspective of what the game probably is itself, that's a totally different thing. But just, you know, you, the listener, can be discerning. If this is something you're interested in, then try it i mean especially it was like on sale for five bucks i mean yeah it's pretty good um it seems like it brings a lot of value to those who who it's the right thing for so we said that a million times okay so my personal experience yeah it was, it was terrible i hated this game um probably like all time most repelled from a game maybe <laughs> but i guess wow the thing, no but it's it's on that list somewhere but the thing is that you got to understand i am very selective about games that i don't like because i just i'm really fast to know you know what I mean? Like, I'm really fast to know if I don't like something. You know what I mean? Like, you drink for something, you're like, ooh, too bitter for me. Like, nah, I'm good. Um, although, joke's on me. I fucking love bitter things. Like, I would drink some just ridiculously bitter. Anyway, it's not important. But, yeah, like, yeah, not for me. So, it's probably got to be a thumbs down. I think that's just what that is for. Um, but, again. Yeah, that sounds right. You've heard the reasons as to why that may not be the experience for you. Um, but also, hey, fuck it. If you're similar to me and you're like, you know, I don't really like dogfighting. Like, don't even try it, bro. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> don't even try it, um, is my opinion, if you don't like dogfighting. Cool. This makes me wonder what Squadrons is like. You know, that Star Wars mm-hmm. game that just came out? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's, like, similar. Mm-hmm. Would that be a game that you would try I'd out? I'd try it. I, it's, it's like, yeah, I, I would try it. My guess is that, like, the maximum enjoyment for me is, like, probably low. But, like... Again, the novelty factor of trying something new is always worth it to me. I would essentially try any game, but how how far it would go? 
like because like in terms of like even just in the pantheon of star wars games we discussed earlier where are the lightsabers man like well what is this like we're flying around space like i want to be a jedi force push okay it's sick force <laughs> jump is sick throwing your lightsaber you guys heard about this throwing your lightsaber it's sick cutting open doors is sick okay but have you heard of planes nah <laughs> just like planes but spacey <laughs> exactly god i want my space backdrops to be behind a lightsaber duel do you know what i'm saying like that is where i want them to be <laughs> okay 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 i'm done um yeah cool so i will pass to actually let's let's get the entirely opposite perspective Rafa, why don't you jump in and just give us the real answer on what happens when someone gets deep in this game okay uh so yeah i mean i think I, we've talked about it a bunch i can definitely see criticisms for this game it's not a perfect game uh for sure and and it's not even perfect for me mm -hmm. uh there were definitely tough points for me with the the progression and the pacing um especially early on uh but by the end it felt pretty good like i had sort of gotten the the gist of the game one of the the cool things was a, a point where i realized like okay these perks don't actually make that big of a difference i'd say the the biggest ones are like the slots you get for various types of equipment um but beyond that i realized okay some of these ships are really crazy to fight and i'm not gonna be able to beat them through meta progression so i need to figure out actually how to beat them mm -hmm. and so I, I learned techniques and tactics for doing that. And by the last run I did, I destroyed like three Corsairs in a, in a row. And then it sent a frigate at me. And I was like, holy shit, this is a crazy, even crazier ship hmm. with like its own turrets and stuff that you can destroy. Um, and I destroyed that too. And so that was awesome. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so like by the end, like I, I, ha I was able to like plan my runs. Uh, like I had, I had, tried out various weapons and had a, a plan for those and then like stock i could i knew what resources to stockpile um which ones i needed just enough of um and really saw the value of like the different types of equipment so i had a good like equipment loadout and a good consumable loadout and had a lot of fun actually like leveraging all of these mechanics to be successful um so i didn't fully complete the story uh but i got enough to see where it would go to be completed and i think i do intend to complete it uh when i have the time i don't know if i'll have it over the next couple of weeks with control but uh we'll see um that, so all in all i would say this is a pretty reasonable two thumbs up that's so cool i love that I, that that just shows you that like different strokes for different folks when it comes to games right like that's mm -hmm. you could that story you told me sounds so fun and it almost baits me into trying it for 15 more minutes and putting it down but i think i'm good <laughs> <laughs> no no i think i think where it should bait you is into watching me play a run yeah and, i think it is baiting me it. into that actually <laughs> yeah to be honest because that sounds so cool man like and, and like dude i'm, I'm a, such a fucking sucker for like well i had to learn how to actually beat this thing and then once i learned how to beat this thing then i was like stronger like that is the best in all games yeah yeah the the pro tip is uh use cover uh-huh mm -hmm. the asteroids are your friends mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's cool uh 
I guess let's uh, pass to Zoe. Okay, yeah. So, um, like I've said, like I played, I played five hours of this game and was probably nauseous for about two of it, two or three hours of it, give or take. Um, but overall, like I think my conclusion maybe matches like a little bit of Raphael's, where it's just like I think you're going to get more enjoyment out of the game the more hours that you invest in it. Um, but also there's a very fine line um, in like gaming taste, I guess, that you also need to have. Like you need to have that drive. You need to have that curiosity. Um, and as for me, like when it comes to roguelikes, I think I've just come to the conclusion that a roguelike needs to have a very specific formula in order for me to invest a lot of time into it. Like this game... I was going to quit at two hours after I got, like, really nauseous the first time. I made myself play another three. And I could see where the game was trying to go. And it did slightly intrigue me by the end of hour five. However, when I actually think about it, like, am I going to play this game after, you know, this podcast? Probably not. Like I said, a roguelike needs to have a very specific formula. There's very few roguelikes that we've played for the podcast that I've continued to play. You know, the exceptions being uh, Darkest Dungeon and Hades uh, and Slay the Spire, I guess. Um, you know, but those are roguelikes that have a very specific formula and they're things that I like in roguelikes. Um, this specific space one, I think I've just come to the conclusion that I'm not a good 3D space fighter. <laughs> like in terms of like being completely suspended in space you know put me in a dark souls franchise and i'm like sweet this is my 3d space but mm -hmm. then suspend me in air and i'm like fuck what is up what is down how do i shoot um and it was just a very big adjustment period and by the time i did get the hang of it um i actually found myself kind of like wanting to avoid those aspects of the game as much as possible um which is the whole point of the game is the encounters and fighting and gaining weapons and fighting more um and being powerful so i think overall i'd give this game a meh um only because i could see where it was going but it did take a very long time to actually get to that point and i nearly missed that point by quitting it quitting is such a strong word but like i nearly missed that point for like stopping at hour two um but i that being said like if space games are your things if you really like roguelike progression like definitely give this game a try this is definitely up people's alleys and it deserves to be so i guess it's James, me now us home. Mm -hmm. yeah this is your block you tried this your that's game. right that was yes yeah. um so, uh, I really wanted to play this game in VR and see what that was like, but, um, when I loaded it up in VR, uh, it wouldn't recognize the inputs of my VR controllers, so I had to click start, like, new run with my mouse, um, and, uh, that was disappointing. So hopefully that won't happen next week when I load it up in VR. Um, but then even when I played it, I don't know. I, I feel like that was kind of, that set the tone for my entire time with this game. Like I needed it to 
to be really interesting after that because I was already frustrated um, hopping in. Um, and it it did not it did not do that. Um, as we talk about, this game is very slow to start, and I wasn't excited enough about it to kind of get there. So I'm going to also give this game a meh. I will be coming back to it to see about the VR. Um, but And we'll ask you about it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you can do that. Um, but overall, um, I, I think that other, other roguelikes have done almost all of these things a little bit better. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm definitely in in the uh i would say in the minority of people that just like have played a ton of games um like most people don't play as many games as we do and so at this point i have high standards um and uh so i'd probably prefer to play something else meh Fair. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm happy to have tried it and to know what it is. Um and I'm kind of glad to give the the podcast some texture because most of the time we just play great games. Um and so bringing us down a bit is going to make control feel that much better next week. Yeah, it's all about pacing. Uh, You're to pace the podcast. I respect that. Please, please, please be awesome. Wouldn't that we, be cool? we gotta put the cloud in the silver lining. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, our game of the year so podcast is gonna be way too long. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you're helping us. Ooh, awkward. Everything. It's already gonna be way too long. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, but like, you know what I mean? Like, if every category we have to talk about ever space, you know, and then like if it's gonna win the category or not, and right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we can we can just kind of auto best visuals delete this one from most could be up yeah, there it's up there so true. far that's true yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right well, so so we raided this bad boy is it time to get out of there yeah out of here is. i will say a, a word cool. of warning to people who are interested in the space aesthetic is that do be careful of the charlatan games out there because it feels like in the past like seven years there's been like or maybe even 10 years there's been like hundreds of space games released that all look insanely gorgeous and some of them are really good games and some of them are purely the space aesthetic and nothing else <laughs> and i'm not saying that's this game but i'm just saying i have experienced that in my time out there looking at the space aesthetic because it's awesome and i love it in its own way and sometimes i'm like wow this game is so beautiful but like there's a game here and sometimes there isn't so just keep that just keep that in mind out there because the aesthetic is so attractive to some that i think it can literally yeah. almost carry um but that's you know yeah. good and bad yeah yeah exactly but yeah james you kind of touched on it but what are we playing next week we're playing control um very excited for this one now that i have a computer that can actually do rtx um yeah I hear that this was like kind of the first game that was made it worth it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this game has been on my to playlist for so long. Like, I think I bought it like 
a year ago on a sale or mm. something like that. And it's just been sitting in my library and I've been waiting for an excuse to play it. So I'm super stoked to play something like this for sure. Well, my goal is to get things off of Zoe's list of games I've she wants to I've noticed that. How did so. she get you to do that, bro? <laughs> it's like five times in a row, bro. She's in your mind. It's telepathy. Well, yeah. yep. This one was also on my to play list, so I'm happy about it as well. Nice. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so my goal is to get games off of everybody's Yo, James, I got a fucking uh, list if you want, bro. Like, I, you haven't consulted <laughs> me about this shit. I, I am ready, bro. I am ready to give you games. McCoy, you just have to think really hard. You just have to think about the game a lot, and James will eventually bring God. it up. In That's, a right. That's right. Or a game That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, man. So just have to think Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah, James Elden would be like, Ring. no, we're actually playing Elden Ring for my block. But for your block? Oh, my God. That's great. I'll, I'll just follow up with another block. That's totally cool. Um, yeah, okay. Good to know. But perfect. The Ninja Gaiden block. I know. I've thought a lot about Ninja Gaiden, and nobody seems to be picking that one up. I just don't get it. I don't I get it. I picked it up a little bit. That's true. James and I played some Ninja Gaiden the other day. It was fun. I picked it up, but then I put it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you picked up what I was putting down, 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then I picked up the messenger. Mm-hmm. No, no, the messenger is just a cheap, cheap alternative. It's 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 missing a dimension, bro. There's one less dimension. How can it be good? I mean, uh, wasn't ever space too many dimensions? Hmm. I'll have to think on that one. <laughs> we'll get back to you next week on whether or not my dimensionality is uh, not as simple math as I thought it was. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. More <laughs> dimensions right, equals perfect. better. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Take care. Let's get out of here.